to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston, and this afternoon on a lovely, lovely fall afternoon where that howling wind finally came in, I'm joined by the beans to my chili, my good friend Taylor. How are you doing today, man? The beans to your chili? What the hell is this? Isn't this supposed to be the Halloween episode? Where's the spookiness? I'm cold. I mean, you're cold. Beans it's chili to your time. Chili? Do you like beans and chili? No, I don't want. No, I'm the hollow to your ween. Okay, that's what this is. Get it together. You're supposed to be having some sound effects. Where are the ghost noises? Give me something. That's on you, partner. We it's on me. How is this on me? You said you know two years ago. You'd be like, I'll figure out how to do the sound effects. I got it. Two years ago, do you have an exact date? And you for said, me? and you said, yeah, I'm working on it. It's still hard. It's I'm too dumb to figure it out. That's and now what I here want. we are. And we still don't have ghost noises, you know. Okay. So the... <laughs> that was so real. Sounding like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked me for the listener mailbag episode my three favorite Halloween movies, and I said Scream One. Oh I said God. Rosemary's Baby 2 and then Hereditary 3. What are your three? Hereditary has to be numero uno. Come it's, on. It's it's my, I, the, only, the only reason why I had a third is because it really isn't a Halloween movie for me. It's more of it's horror, but it's more of like a late summer movie for me. What? Like it's more of like a Labor Day movie. That's Oh, my Lord. Okay. So Hereditary numero uno. I'm going to say Cabin in the Woods, numero dos. And then number three, number three, I'll just go with the classic because I'll still remember us watching it at a birthday party when we were 13 years old. And that was The Grudge. The Grudge is great. The Grudge. Uh, it's all you need. It, it's still the scariest thing and they keep trying to remake it, keep trying to make it something. You can never duplicate the greatness. Yeah, The Grudge is good. I think on Saturday we're going to watch Sixth Sense and we're going to watch Suspiria. Suspiria? Yeah. What's Suspiria? I don't know. It was. It's from the 70s. It's like an Italian movie. Oh, my God. And, no, listen, listen, listen. And it's like some woman is going to like ballet school and somebody's like been killed or something. But they remade it like two years ago. And it just looks like really like colorful. I don't know. It lo- yeah, like it looks like a Kubrick movie, you know, like a lot of like sharp geometric patterns. I don't know anything at all about it. I've just seen it kind of pop up, you know, all over the place over the years. And I think we'll try something new. I'm not sure if that's a Halloween movie, Matt. You're talking about watching something the day before Halloween. Can you at least try? Oh, are you going to be giving out candy? Sunday. What are you, what are you dressing up as? Well, Sunday, we're going to put the baby in a puppy dog costume. We're going to sit in the driveway and hand out candy. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to wear a jacket and be cold. 
don't you why don't you get a big red dog costume and be Clifford and then have little man be little Clifford and then the wife be Mama Clifford. That works. Dude. That'd be a good one for the future. We're we're not gonna dress up, we're just gonna hand out candy. But See, whenever eventually, whenever we go trick or treating, we'll do that. We'll do we'll do Cl- we'll do the big red dogs. You're you're a liar. Clifford and his family would be amazing. I love it. Yeah, we'll do it eventually. Whatever. But we're just me sitting outside in the driveway handing out candy. Still dress up. Um, I don't know. I'm even wearing a Batman outfit right now. You crazy? No, those are called pajamas. Yeah. So the big news this week in the NFL: the New York Jets traded for a quarterback because Zach Wilson got hurt. And that was the reason why we picked the Jets for on the under this year and felt strong about it is because we didn't think Zach Wilson would last the entire season with how leaky the right side of their offensive line is. They traded for Joe Flacco. And I've watched, and Joe Flacco is going to start for them this week. And like I watched a lot of football last year. I've watched like nearly every regular season game. And the worst games and the funniest games I watched last year was Joe Flacco starting for the New York Jets. So... Isn't it who is their backup? Do you know? No, we talked about it last year and they're they're awful. Well, no, I was just like because I'm not sure what the Joe Flacco thing was. Cause when I saw the report, I just I immediately thought the same thing. Oh, he's starting. It's immediately gonna happen. Is it just because they know that when he wants to like lose a game, he'll lose a game, or that he'll throw a game for them, or that they know what he's gonna do? It's just weird. It just seems like that. Flacco has an in with somebody in the Jets organization. Yeah, he was there last year. He was 0 for 4. He went 74 for 134, a 55% completion percentage with Adam Gase. Uh, Six touchdowns to only three interceptions, and he was sacked seven times. But yeah, watching him run around was uh, hysterical last year. All I know is hopefully that means that Corey Davis is going to be getting some more action and actually have a pass that's going to be in his vicinity. That's what I'm hoping for. Flacco, bring it! Yeah, their backup was Mike White, six foot four, two hundred eighteen pounds, went to South Florida and Western Kentucky, a fifth round pick in the 2018 draft. Um, so this was his first year on the active roster, so three years in the practice squad. He finally got his chance. And he was 20 for 32 through one interception, one touchdown and two interceptions and a 41-point loss for the Jets. Um, but yeah, it did It did say, though, that Joe Flacco's return does not result in an immediate starting role. So Mike White will take over for Zach Wilson in the meantime. But we're going to see go start for the Jets again this year. He's going to start for him. It's got, it, it may not be this week, but it's going to be next week at least. I was going to say, it's like the moment that White's going to lose. They're immediately going to say, oh, see, told you. That's why we got Flacco, even though they were never going to win to begin with. So, yeah, it's just pretty much a setup for failure. You know, the Cowboys drafted Mike White, by the way, in the uh-huh. fifth round in 2018. How'd you not man, know that? Man, it's this easy. Each of the quarterbacks, I... I don't want to go through the long history here, but when it comes to them drafting a quarterback, they got lucky with Dak. They got lucky yeah. with Ron. Like, plain and simple. Jerry didn't even want Dak that year. Jerry wanted what's-his-face down in Denver. Paxton Lynch, the pirate. Yeah, that's who he wanted. Yeah. For him to have it. And it was the weirdest thing where Steven had to truly say no. And then even before that, Jerry wanted Johnny Manziel. It's... I don't think they know what they're doing when it comes to drafting. I think Johnny would have died if the Cowboys drafted him. 
He wouldn't have lasted a week. I, know, I think he would have be. I think he'd be dead by now. Cocaine out. I was gonna say yes. Yeah. It would have been some type of drug overdose. It would have happened. I do wonder what like like I still think Manziel didn't wasn't didn't flame out because he of talent or like his play at all. You know, he just went to Cleveland and they didn't play him right away, and he wasn't a, a good teammate. Couldn't be the backup, and so he just got drunk the whole time instead because he wasn't playing. But I think like if he and also Hugh Jackson was his coach too, and Mike Patine and. I think if Manziel went to like an actual like functional franchise, he could have had a good career, you know. I don't think so. And the only reason why I say that is because it just seemed like that Manziel from the start always wanted the party more than the actual NFL thing. But yeah, like that that all happened whenever he was the backup there because they started him, they backed him up, and then that's when all the stuff came out because he wasn't playing at all. He's like, well, you know, screw this. I'm not, if I'm not playing, I'm just gonna get drunk in the morning instead. But Brett Favre did the same thing in Green Bay. I think you would have done that with everybody, though. I don't think so. I think if he went somewhere functional, it been different. No, I still think he would have done it. No matter what, he was going to party. No matter where he went, there was going to be alcohol involved every morning. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's just no. different whenever you're the starter week in and week out, you know? I think he was just bored up there. No, no, no. Don't blame this on Cleveland. Blame this yeah. on... Cleveland yeah. Cleveland destroyed like seven quarterbacks last Look, decade. This is what you're trying to do. You're trying to blame the team instead of the per- or the city instead of the person. How can you do such a thing? Our Brandon Whedon. Deshaun Kaiser. Brandon Whedon was fifty five when he came out of the draft. Cody Kessler. You think Kaiser's that great? You think Kessler's that great? You wanna like tip your hat to them? I think Kaiser could have been good if he went somewhere not stupid. Kaiser would have been okay, but I don't really see him being better. I don't know. He just went to a dumb team. No, I think he would have been picked up if he was that good. Colt McCoy. Ruin Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is the ultimate backup. It's great. It's fine. You need an ultimate backup. They ruined Colt McCoy, Taylor. No, Colt McCoy was just okay. He's just okay. Uh, Josh McCown. Robert Griffin III started for Cleveland briefly. Okay, nobody ruined Josh McCown. That's insane. <laughs> and RG3 was ruined by the Shanahan. So that doesn't work. Yeah, they benched Manziel. They started Austin Davis and McCown for the 2015 Browns. You know what? Somebody brought up the other day. You remember Peyton Hillis? You remember yeah. that? Brian Hoyer. Remember Brian Hoyer? Oh, my. Of course. He started of- for the Browns. Of course, I remember Brian Hoyer. He's still there. Jason Campbell went 1 in 7 for the. Listen to this. The 2013 Browns, Jason Campbell one and seven, Brandon Whedon zero and five, Brian Hoyer three and zero. Yeah, whenever I would play Madden, I would just put in him instead, and then I would win because he was a running quarterback, and Madden boosted his speed up to like seventy eight. That's fun. It was a great time. Gosh, what a what an awful decade. Seneca Wallace went over three in the for the Browns in eleven. Oh God, Seneca Wallace! I don't remember Iowa that. State's finest. Um, the funniest though is the 2010 Browns. I think McCoy two for six, Delome two for two. He got benched for McCoy, and then uh, Seneca Wallace one for three. That is a hell of a season. Yeah, I can't. I'm addicted to this. All right, one more. You ready? Go ahead. The 2009 Browns: Brady Quinn two for seven, Derek Anderson three for four. Josh Cribbs, uh, remember Josh Cribbs? He was one for four, 18 yards through one interception. Oh my God. I thought Josh Cribbs was like a receiver. Yeah, do you remember him? He had all those kick returns. Yeah. He was the best part of the Browns forever. Um, 2008, Derek Anderson, three for six. Ken Dorsey, 0 for three. Brady Quinn, one for two. 
Bruce Krakowski, 0 for 1. Josh Cribbs, 1 for 4, 8 yards. This is great. And then 07 was the last time the Browns made the playoffs until recently. And that was with um, Derek Anderson going 10 for 5, or 10 and 5, and Charlie Fry going 0 for 1. And that was with Romeo Cornell as the head coach. So it's a good time. It's always great to be a Browns fan, is what you're saying. Yeah, now we get Case Keenum, who's like the perfect backup for uh, Baker Mayfield, to so talk about in a second. Are there any trades that you want to see happen this week before the trade deadline on Tuesday? Yeah, the only thing I want to see is the Deshaun Watson trade go through. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. They shouldn't trade him until next year. They're going to trade him. They better not. They said that they are, that it's pretty much a done deal between them and Miami. They better not. It's going to happen. You need to get it, all right? You're going to have him traded. It's going to happen. I think it's going to happen, but I'm going to be so mad when it happens. Why? His value Because they need to know what the draft picks are worth. You know, they don't even have the Dolphins draft pick next year. They have the Niners draft pick. I don't even know what draft picks are going to be getting. I think they just want to sell them. That's the point. You need to know the draft picks. It's going to get lower. Well, you know what's funny, though? If they trade to Sean Monday, do you know who the next team they're playing against? Uh, is that the Houston Texans? Yes. No, the Dolphins. So, like, no, no, yeah. Houston he, plays Los Angeles. Then they go in the bye. Then they come back from the bye. They play the Dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> in Miami. I think, I think at that point, though, if they try to attempt to start him, then they will. Yeah, they're going to suspend him. No, they're going to start him. I think they'll suspend him for the rest of the season. No, they're not. I think they are. They, they, said, they're, they said they still don't have enough information yet. They're not going to suspend him. They're going to do something. Nah, they're not going to. Oh, I think they are. No, they're just going to let it play out as long as possible. They're not as like quick to punish anymore, you know? Matt, if they do, I'm going to riot, okay? They're going they, to. They better not. I need punishment. Yeah, we, need law, we need law and order. Just be uh, you now. I want to see Marlon Mack get traded just because I picked him up in fantasy. There's some like talks about him maybe going to Baltimore, which would be cool. Uh, I want to see Brandon Cooks get traded. And I want a team to give Houston a second round pick for him. I saw some example like him going to the Rams, him going to the Packers maybe. Um, but give me a third round pick for Brandon Cooks. When it comes to a third round pick with Brandon Cooks, you don't think he's worth a second? He's got to be at least a two to somebody. I don't think so. I think that if he were to go with the Rams, then the Rams would be a, you know, why, the Rams wouldn't need him though. I'm just saying that was something that came up. I like the idea of him going to Green Bay, though. No, I don't need Aaron Rodgers to have another weapon whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers can go to hell. Give us the third, piggies. All right, I think where he should go is Cleveland Browns whenever they trade Odell Beckham. Okay. that's another trade that's going to be happening here because Odell does not work with Baker. Yeah, he doesn't. It just doesn't. He needs somebody else. Jarvis works pretty well with Baker, though. That's what I mean. And it was like that season where it was no Odell and it was him and Jarvis and the other guys. It was insanely better when it comes to how Baker looked. It wasn't looking forced. It looked all natural. It's yeah. It's, I think it's just because they can't throw sideline routes at all. You know what I mean? Like Odell's like good running verticals and like deep curls and comebacks, you know? And so they don't really have that. Baker doesn't really have the ability to make those throws all that well deep down the sideline. Um, I would like to see Julian Davenport finally get, get used somewhere that will use him. The Colts are starting Matt Pryor right tackle instead of Julian Davenport because they're stupid. And so I want to see Davenport go to the 
the Ravens because the Ravens are gonna I think play Cedric Ugabehi this week. Is is that what you really want more than anything? Oh, that's all I want. Is that all you want out of life? Is just yes. to get this so much that. Why yeah. do you want he's joining the Ravens again and he may start as early as this week and he's one of the worst offensive tackles I've ever watched. Um I want to see Melvin When it Ingram. comes to the Ravens What? The Ravens are struggling though right now. They need all the help they can get. Yeah, they need offensive tackle. Ronnie Stanley well, hasn't played this year. And they're dropping like flies period when it comes to all injuries. Yeah, I think they're kind of cursed but they've been able they to hang are. on. Um I'm still but yeah, the next one I have here is Melvin Ingram going to the Cardinals. What? Why would the Cardinals need Melvin Ingram? Because JJ Watt tore his whole shoulder while doing a swim move last week, and he's really? out for the year. Yes, I didn't know he was out for the year. When was this announced? Just today or yesterday? He tore his like rotator cuff. His leg. He tore his whole shoulder doing this. So what you're saying is that he gave it his all to play against the Houston Texans. Yes, exactly. That's he gave his body, and now he's even more of a hero to the Houston fans because that's our guy. He gives it his all whenever he sees the Texans on the field. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's exactly it. Um, it's also been really funny watching how bad Orlando Brown is in Kansas City because they don't run like a quick pass offense, and guys are just running around as big ass. <laughs> Like Mahomes takes these like ten step ten step dropbacks, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll just run right around him." I like Lamar, who's like a lot more shallow in the pocket, so you have to go through him or really tight, and they just run like five yards around me. Can't keep up with the body. It's just hilarious. It's the funniest thing I've seen this year. I will say, no matter what, I I just don't think they can. I know you don't want to talk about him too much because you hate Kansas City so much. Well, I'm but... just tired of being right about Kansas City. Also, oh my god, you make me sick. I don't think that they're gonna be able to. I, Here's the thing, though. You were wrong, and so was I, in the sense of that offensive line, dude, is bad. Like, yeah. that's, there was nothing that was improved. This looks exactly like the offensive line that played against the Super Bowl, especially last game. I get Mahomes isn't doing it himself any type of favors, but that offensive line looks terrible. Yeah, I mean, well, Mahomes, again, like, Mahomes does, he's so weird the way he plays, that an offensive line doesn't really matter very much. It just but, doesn't. But it's still under pressure. And I agree in the sense of Mahomes needs to stop trying to do something crazy where there's so many plays, and we talked about it last year in the Super Bowl, just take a step forward and then make a throw. Yeah. Or just take a five-step drop back instead of a 15-step drop back. And that's what makes him great. But, again, that's the same point. Like, it doesn't really matter who your offensive tackle is if you can just run wide around them, you know? He needs to be able to step forward. There were some things that I get. It's just, yeah, he's always under fire right now. It, it's embarrassing, too, whenever he throws this check down, the receiver, and the announcers go, look at Mahomes, look at his evolution. Look at his growth. It's like, yeah, that's a very basic level of quarterback play. The other thing that was funny, too, is was in that Niners-Colts game. Jimmy Garoppolo starts off the play-action pass. It's wide open, and Debo Samuel rolling to the left. And Chris Collinsworth has the gall to go. Yeah, Jimmy's really making a statement by throwing on first down, showing that they're not here just to run the ball. I'm like, just go to God. Like, how do you make that? How do you come up with that? I'm not sure if is Chris Collinsworth's job just to be like the hype man for everybody. I think I think he just exists to make everybody angry. Yeah, so I'm not sure what he's out there to do if he even knows what's going on. He just knows the back of their jerseys and the names, and he just goes from there. But it's the weirdest thing. His 
I mean, the simplest things become the greatest things to Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, I can't stand it. Like, I'm so glad I don't watch the games, like, live, because I can't... Like, I've watched that Buffalo-Kansas City game. I was sick. It made me so upset. Listening to Chris Collinsworth just... You know, we talked about it before, but I'm still upset about it. Uh, so, th- I have a new segment here. It's called The Worst Game of the Week. And I'm going with the 49ers against the Chicago Bears. Wait. You want me to pick a worst game of the week? Yeah, this is mine. My worst game of the week is the Niners-Bears. I can't stand watching the Bears. Like, Allen Robinson's being dropped in fantasy leagues. How is he not being dropped in fantasy, though? He can't do anything at this point. Yeah, and like Justin Fields, I think, completes like seven passes a game right now. All and right, I think they're, they're last in, t- in deep passes, too. No, Matt, okay, I was like, what would be? I watched something. Dude, it's the Jets versus New England. Are you kidding me? No, That's no, the worst. that was last week. I'm talking about this week. Oh, this upcoming week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. This upcoming week, it's got to be Atlanta versus Carolina. I'm That's got to be probably the one. Why are you excited for that one? Because I, I, I don't no, know. I'm, I haven't watched both those teams in a while. And so I'm interested in it. You're watching two losing teams. So? What, what are you doing with it's it? It's no different. Than, but at least they're like fun to watch. Like Ryan's fun. Their offensive has kind of kicked up some. Atlanta's got a little bit of a pass rush lately. And the Panthers are just kind of funny because they can't pass block at all. And their fans are like, thought Darnold was a franchise quarterback after two weeks. Like, just wait. Just wait a little while longer. Wait for him to get a little bit stinkier, you know. And uh, and wait for their offensive line to fall apart a little bit more, too. So, last week, you went 5-1 and one with your picks. I went 4-2. and two. Yeah, you are able to uh, get that Packer. You got both your lock and your upset pick. And also, you got Monday night. Even though you picked the Seahawks to win, the Saints only won by three points. And they need to win by four and a half. So you got that one. I went four and two. So that brings our total to the year. I'm at 15 and 13. And you're at 14 and 13. So I'm a half game up on you. Look who's making a comeback here. <laughs> Five and one's a big week. That's a big That's week. Not- so this week we're going to talk about Rams, Texans. The Texans are 14 and a half point underdogs at home. Titans, Colts. The Colts are one point underdog at home. Steelers, Browns. The Browns are three point favorites at home. Dallas, Minnesota, the Vikings are one half point underdogs at home. A lot of home dogs this week. So we're going to start off here with the Rams, Texans. So how many points would this line need to be for you to bet on the Houston Texans? Is 14 and a half enough? All right. So I, hey, I tried. I tried to be on the Texans side. You know me. I always said that the 14 was a little too much on some of those weeks. It's a little inappropriate. However, Matt, I can only feel comfortable with 21 points. I think it had to be 21 also. Yeah, you got to give me three TDs here in order for me to be like, okay, I think I think something can happen where they can close that. But otherwise, I'm I'm probably going to take the over on this easily. Yeah, I uh, well, like last week against the Lions, the Rams didn't cover because the Lions had an onside kick they recovered, a fake punt pass that they hit. In a, in a fake punt run that they hit. And so it's kind of like three turnovers, you know? Like, the Rams had zero problems moving the ball up and down the field at all, um, but they just kind of lost three possessions because the Lions were able to, you know, pull out every single trick in the book to make that happen. 
And so they really didn't play like they didn't get, like that game was close because of those three plays, you know. And uh, I just don't see like any way it's not the Rams don't blow them out this week. The biggest thing is like the Rams have a, a very average run defense this year, but the Texans have the worst run offense in football. They're averaging 3.3 yards an attempt, which is last. They have a run offense DVOA of negative 41.8%, which is last. Um, and they recently trained Mark Ingram, and Mark Ingram has been their only good running back this year because he at least breaks tackles. He at least gets yards after contact. And they've also a team that has to commit to run the ball because that's their philosophy and because Davis Mills is really bad. And so it's like they go run, uh, hand off, they go run, run, screen pass is their offense right now. By the way, why did they trade Mark Ingram? Because they're going to get like a fifth round pick. But why did the Saints want Ingram? I don't know. They probably need just a little bit of depth there. I, mean, I also I think it's kind of weird with New Orleans just because they may just be like Michael Thomas isn't coming back. And so we're going to need to rely on our run game even more. And we got to keep Kamara fresh down the stretch. That's fair, I guess. I'm just saying that was weird because you're giving up a lot for Mark Ingram, and that's why the Texans jumped on it. Dude, a fifth-round pick for Mark Ingram? I mean, is he going to be a fifth or a sixth? They haven't said what's worth yet. I don't think it matters. I think I still got a pick for Mark Ingram. Yeah, it's a good trade for him. I'm not arguing against the trade, but he is their best running back on the worst run offense in football. Matt, now we got the Philip Lindsay types ready to go. Here we go. This is what we've been waiting for. We're going to have the better average. We're going to make it better than three yards, right? All right. Tell you guess, what is Phil Lindsay's yard per carry right now? All right. I'm going to say 2.7. You're going to 2 points. That's way too high. What? No, yeah. He was uh, like averaging three yards last game, I thought. No. You're way, it's 2.6. I see. <laughs> you're way off. Shut down. He has a long of 35. That's keeping it afloat. 38 carries for 97 yards. So if we remove the outlier, outlier, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. So 97 oh minus God, 35. So 37 divided by 62. Or 62 divided by 37. 1.67 yards a carry. That's good. He's, That's he's the worst running back I've ever watched. So who's your starter then? It's him and David Johnson and Rex so- Burkhead. Oh, okay. So it's probably going to be a lot of Burkhead action is what you're hoping for? No, Burkhead gets one touch a game. He's there for special teams and pass blocking, but he's bad in pass blocking. Um, so, like, yeah. And then they're playing against a pass defense that's one of the best pass defenses in football. They have – they don't – the only, I guess, good thing at all is they play a lot of too high shells, and Davis Mills doesn't throw the ball downfield at all. So there's no point to play too high shells against him. So maybe there's some stuff open underneath. But, like, there's also the fact that Sebastian Joseph Day – it's just like really, really wears really tight clothing. Like he reminded, you know, me of a fat kid going through a growth spurt, just how tight his clothes are. And Aaron Donald and their interior pass protection has been terrible this year. Max Sharpen got benched for Justin McCray. Justin Britt has problems against like power um, and speed in general. And then Tyus Howard's been okay, but you can still beat him with quick lower quickness too. I think Davis Mills is going to be, you know, crushed, especially on in the interior of this game. Yeah, um, I don't really see any type of hope when it comes to the Houston Texans anymore after I watched the Davis Mills display of 23 for 32 for 135 yards. After that happens, I'm pretty much done because there's no taking chances. You're a team that has nothing to play for. You know that you're just probably going to lose, 
So why are we not taking the shots down the field? Why aren't we doing the craziness? Why are we just dumping it off over and over again? Yeah. That makes it even worse. At least make it fun to watch when you lose. Don't make it this terrible. But I just, he's going to get killed. They're just going to do the same thing. I don't know who's going to run the ball. You've always told me that Johnson doesn't run, that he just catches. So is there even going to be running, or are we just going to play dump off all day long? Oh, they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run the ball 30 times for 67 yards. Uh, Davis Mills, aside from the New England game, he has four starts. That scored a total of, if we don't count the safety, 15 points. That's that's really good, right? It's four games? Yeah, four games, 15 points. Okay, so you're averaging like about almost, almost four points. A field points. goal game, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the other thing, like you mentioned too, they're just not even like letting him do anything at all. They don't throw the ball downfield. He throws just like screen passes. He throws quick outs, quick curls, quick comebacks. He throws post routes against cover three off play action, and that's it. That's all they let him do. And like, I wonder how bad he is in practice. Well, and that's the thing. It's like at this point, why not just play fantasy football with him? Do just bomb it. Who cares if you yeah, turn the try ball draw a defensive pass interference penalty. Yeah, exactly. Just try to take some type of shots there because even if you get something, it's got to be better than what you're giving me now. Arm punt right. it, you know? Do something. Mix it up. The Detroit Lions at least try, but their quarterback is so I bad. I mean, they just threw the ball to DeAndre Swift a lot and Khalif Raymond. They well, didn't dude, throw the ball downfield at all. All I know is the pass where Goff missed DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, like, on that, on that check down on third and six or whatever. Yeah, and he was completely wide open. Dude, DeAndre Swift was so angry. He turned around, and all he wanted to do was cuss out Goff because Goff sucks, and that's the difference right there in the game. If they had Matthew Stafford on that Detroit game, Matthew Stafford wins that game. Maybe they're 3-3 three and three right now. Yeah, either way, Jared Goff proved last week why he should not be the starter. Yeah, I was finally listening to that broadcast because they just say Goff in a weird way. They're saying Goff. And it kind of reminded yeah. me of that Kanye bow. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> so now whenever I say golf, I go golf. I'm not going to say it that way, only because he doesn't even deserve it. It was so bad. Their team, their special teams was amazing. They did everything they possibly could. And all Jared Goff said was, oh, you guys didn't give me good enough field position. Oh, my God. He's the worst. Yeah, and they blitzed a lot, too, which is kind of fine. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel bad for Dan Campbell. Whenever they kicked that field goal to go up, you know, 28, I guess, 7, whatever it is now, 28, 19. He thought it was going to miss. He was like, come on, come on, come on. And he went through and he was just so sad. And I feel so bad for that man. He's trying his hardest. He's going to feel better whenever he gets to draft his own quarterback and him being able to ride off in the sun. He's going to feel a lot better maybe, whenever he gets his But job. maybe they draft the wrong quarterback and he's there for two years and they start all over again. Not unless they trade for Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or Either Deshaun way, Watson. No, they're not going because Deshaun has already signed off. You think, on my... you, well, he's he can't choose who he's going to play for. Yeah, he he's can. gonna. He's no. He's, I know, but he's going to have to open the door for somewhere. He's under contract for three more years. All I know is I told you I wanted him to go to Detroit because that's easily the best option. But you know that's not the party city. Of no, the- it's not the best option. Detroit's Where? not the best option. Detroit would be a great option. Detroit would be hilarious from like a, like that's what you held out for was to go to Detroit. But it, it it's, it's Detroit. very funny, but it's not the best option. Detroit would be great. That'd so, be such a fun team. 
my uh, here's my MVP list right now. Are you ready? Yeah. Derrick Henry one, Kyler Murray two, Matthew Stafford three, Derek Carr four, Dak Prescott five. I don't know what you want me to say. You want me to say this? Derrick Henry's not going to get it. It's I know. I know he probably isn't, but he it's should. It's the same thing that's happening that J.J. Watt did. He's going to break all the records. Yeah, but the Titans are make the playoffs, though. He's going to throw touchdown passes, and in the end, and it's they're not going to make the playoffs, though. Here's the issue, Matt. Do you want him to break all the records, and do you want him to keep going, or would you rather save him? He only gets better, though, as the year goes on. Are you, sh- are you sure? Because playoffs, it doesn't seem like that. I just think he's he's a one-in-a-kind guy. I, I, think, I think you can keep running him. I don't think I'd keep running him. What did he have last game? It was insane. It shouldn't have happened. I just don't agree with some of the things because well, you're going to burn him out. Well, part of it, though, it's like this is kind of the biggest game of the year for him that we're about to talk about. Um, but, yeah, I think Matthew Stafford has made, aside from him and Murray have made, I think, the 10 best throws I've seen this year. Matthew Stafford, dude, Cooper Cup, what, did he break records? I don't know. He's had he had 150-plus receiving yards and two touchdowns last week. Well, that's what I mean. He's had His yardage is over a certain amount by a certain amount of games, and it's set in record, I think. I don't like those records, though. What are you talking about? It's Cooper Cup, when though. They, I know, but like whenever they add all these qualifiers to it and they make it so narrow, it's like, yeah, somebody has to have that. You know what? You just have being a hater right now, okay? The only thing I hate is the Antichrist, you know? That's not true. You hate a lot more other things. No, the only like, thing I... Well, but you have to understand that Antichrist is at the heart of all of it. Um, but yeah, it's, the Texans defense, they're playing cover three now, and the Rams are really good at using play action. And so they're just going to run play action, hit corner uh, post routes and drag routes and slants to Robert Woods and Cooper Cup over and over again. And over. also, the Texans can't tackle at all. They have the worst tackling defense in the NFL at the moment, and the Rams are really good at breaking tackles between Daryl Jenderson, uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you know, Tyler Higby. They break a lot of tackles, and so I think it's going to be a bloodbath. What do you mean you think it's going to be a bloodbath? Oh, yeah, okay. I thought you mean like a bloodbath, like they're going to war type thing. No, no, no. Right? This is going to be like when the Mongols yeah. invaded Baghdad and they killed 250,000 people. Yeah, well, okay, well, here's the thing. Do you think that the Rams are the team that are not like Kansas City where they're going to run it up, or you think they're going to Yeah, they're running up. All right, so, yeah, they're going to run run it up. up. It's like we were kind of doing our predictions for the Buffalo game, and somebody picked Buffalo not to crush Houston. Like, yeah, the Bills don't run teams up. It's like, you can watch football. Like, you can go online and check the scores. The Bills run it up. The Rams run it up. The Cardinals run it up. You know, these are teams that put their throat down on it, put their foot on the throat, you know? Yeah, no, no, I just... The Seahawks don't run it up. The Niners can't. don't run it up. Yeah. Well, I guess the Niners do if their run game is really cooking, but... Um, yeah, and they also... Trump Williams was hurt last week, too. And they had Jalen Moore starting. Wasn't very good. By the way, the fact that they have so many injuries every single time is kind of a problem because it makes it seem like, what are you doing, Shanahan? Yeah, well, it's been four years in a row now. Yeah, and it's almost like he's overworking them or doing something. I don't know. May I don't know. It may also be that stupid stadium they have too. Maybe it's the constant just take a beating over and over again, Matt. Yeah. Then they Maybe practice too hard. I think they, they practice do too much. I think they do something. He's doing something wrong though, because that's not normal to have this many this every single time. The fact that you can predict it before the season starts is disgusting. Yeah, it's also funny too that Elijah Mitchell's their best running back now after him being taken the sixth round over Trey Server. We should have knew that was going to happen. Yeah, that's easy to say. 
we should we I, you kind of called it. Be like, yeah, I'm excited for Mitchell. And I was like, oh, you're their sixth running back. It's a good call. And here he is. And he's their best running back. Boom. Told you. And that's what happens. It's because no matter what, he's going to be in use because Shanahan just overworks you, him. You have to pick the most overlooked running back for the Niners. Exactly. It's always bottom of the barrel. Well, it's also interesting because Trent Baalke, who built their, you know, their team with Harbaugh in the 2010s, uh, they were notorious for picking injured players. And, like, they love drafting hurt guys out of college. And uh, now it's just because now their whole team's hurt with the next generation. Is that like a fetish? Like, I just want to, I like when they're hurt. I don't I know. He did the same thing in Jacksonville, too. He's a GM there. He drafted three hurt players. Oh, is your leg broken? Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> you oh. have no tendons in your knee. I love that. Oh, is that an ACL tear? Oh. Well, just one or both? It's both. Okay. Right. You just slid all the way to the top of my board. So I'm going Los Angeles 41, Houston 6. I'm going to be a little bit nicer than you. I got LA 38. I got Houston 10. That's a lot of points for them. It's 10's a lot for Houston. I'm trying. So nine. Maybe a special teams play. Davis Mill starts nine, zero, 22, three, five, and two of those points was a safety. All I know is I'm believing in these special teams on this. Um, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's not. It's bad. They, Taylor, the Texans also have one of the worst special teams in football. Matt, come on, man. You got to try with me. You got to give me something here. You got. You can't just keep doing this. His quarterback rating, 95.5, 23.4, 141.7, 62. 62.5, 79.6. There you go. We got Quarterback something. rating is a stupid stat, though. I don't know yeah. why they why they use that. It's something's wrong about I, it. Nobody even knows how you even calculate it. It's an opinion. I like QBR. QBR is all right because it's just based off of expected points added. Um, so the next one here, the Tennessee Titans against the Indianapolis Colts. So are you ready to tie up this weekend, Taylor? Oh, my God. What is this? What are you, like, blowing up your chest now? What is that blue shirt? Oh, so you're a Titans fan now. Is that I'm always a Titans fan. I've been a Titans fan since. There it is. I've always been a Titans fan. Uh, you know me. You know me talking all these years. You have so many teams, it's hard to keep up on what you love. Well, I mean, at my heart, I'm a, Buff, I'm a Bills Titans fan. <laughs> Look at you. Anything AFC. I love the top AFC teams. I like that. Well, I also like the Chargers, too. But that's even going back to last year. This isn't like a new year thing because they're good. These are teams that I've, I've really enjoyed for the last three years that have come to fruition, you know, because I'm, a, I'm an intelligent football mind. You make me sick. I love to tie enough, though. I know you love the Titans. By the way, Matt, is this the best team in football? The Titans? Yeah. No, they're not the best team in football. Really they're, the they're the most fun team in football. Or they're uh, one of the five most fun teams in football. Uh, this, this is up there for me. They're on a roll right now. There's something cooking down in Tennessee. So they're 5-2 and two right now. They're playing the Colts, who are 3-4. and four. Um, The Titans, they beat... You want to hear who they beat? You ready? Oh, I'm ready. So they, they lost to Arizona 13-38 because Chandler Jones had four sacks off bootlegs. And Taylor Wong wasn't ready to play football yet. They beat the Seahawks in overtime. They beat the Colts 25-16. They lost to the Jets in overtime. And then since then, they crushed Jack- Jacksonville. They beat Josh Allen because he slipped on the quarterback sneak, and they crushed the Chiefs. Um, I mean, like I like we talked about entering the season, 
I felt that, you know, there's this kind of like all the AFC teams are kind of lumped together, you know, between Buffalo, Tennessee, Cleveland, and uh, Kansas City and the Chargers. And now we've seen kind of Tennessee and, and Buffalo break out of the pack some. Well, and the thing was, I was I was so, so still on Tennessee because it's still a wait and see for me. And that's the problem that I have with the Titans. I, I think that they were going to be good. You and I talked, they were always in the mix in a top five team in the AFC. It's just at this point, you're the team I need to watch in the playoffs. I know you're going to make it. I know you're going to look dominant. It's just, can you continue it after you've made that step? I just, that's what I'm waiting for. But I'll give you this. They are so much fun to watch. This year, it seems like that it's just much better all around seeing A.J. Brown being able to make the Mm -hmm. catches. Julio being able to just see. He makes makes two catches a game. Like, Julio's weird because somebody asked him. But they're great catches. Yeah, somebody asked me, like, is it troublesome that you haven't finished a game last three weeks? He's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, we're just working together, training staff. You know, I kind of listen to them what they do. It's like, yeah, we're up by 21. Like, you don't need to play. But it's still bizarre, though. I don't understand it. Why? It's the same thing on what I say about Derrick Henry. You need to save these type of guys. Derrick Henry's a little bit different because you don't want to overwork him. But Julio has just had so many injuries in the past. Yeah, they're really, they're really saving him for December. That's exactly what he's, and he's weapon X. This is what I mean by I get that the Tennessee Titans are looking great. I'm happy for it. It's just we've been there, done that. Now I need to see what you can do in the playoffs. Well, I mean, they had a great playoff run, though. They went to the AFC Championship game. Like, I don't know what you uh, – they went almost more, to the man. very end. I need more. It, right. The Tennessee is supposed to be ready for that next step where you and I have talked about how great Derrick Henry is and how he should be the MVP. You and I completely agree with that. So if you have the MVP guy – you have now a dominant offense where it's Tannehill. So it's been dominant for three years now. But it's even more. It's even more now this year, it seems to me. It seems better. That's what we're talking about here is that it's more fun. It just seems different, more pungent. I mean, I think their best offense was probably two years ago. This year is still, no, no, no. I mean, this, they, year. this year had its problems to start the year. They've had a lot of offensive line injuries. I think the difference this year is that Derek Henry's been really good to start the year off. Whereas the past two years, he wasn't very good until like week nine. And then he turned it on once it hit November. Um, but the difference is like he's carrying the team from the very beginning. But what's important last week in that win was that A.J. Brown was actually used down the sideline. He caught yeah. two passes plus 30 yards. He also had another he had another catch that went over 20 yards because of yards after the catch. And like that's the trick about being the Colts is that you have to attack them vertically downfield. Their safeties are Carly... Uh, Carly Willis, I Carly Willis, as I like to call him just now. Oh my God. Anderson Sandehu, who looks like he was part of good, part of good time. You know, he looks like Robert Pass in Good Time now. Well, I'm not, I'm not getting it. the I Carly reference is too much for me at this point. I Carly Willis, um, and then Xavier Rhodes and Rocky Sin and you know Kenny Moore, but they have problems defending the deep vertical passes. And last week we really kind of fall, we kind of finally saw Tennessee win a game just by attacking A.J. Brown and using vertical passes to do so. And uh, so I think that's kind of the key this week. And, like, I think kind of waiting for them to use Ryan Tannehill more in the shotgun and more of empty formations and spread the ball out. And it does seem like uh, new offense coordinator Downing's been more likely to do that than Arthur Smith was. And I think Tannehill's just a really good quarterback, and he's been kind of underused in Wayne, Tennessee, too. But they've been more vertical, more spread out this year than they have previous years. But that's exactly what I mean when it comes to this team on why I think it's just 
better to watch. It just seems like that he's more confident now, that everybody is just more confident now because it's a, I've been here for a while now. Yeah, it makes sense. I can so see the, that. So the only thing that I feel like is missing with this team is what's the next step, Matt? If they've already made the AFC Championship. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's got to be. Uh, and now that the Kansas City Chiefs are making this wide open, it's pretty much you could probably think it's going to be coming down to you versus Buffalo. So if you already have that confidence because you've beaten them, it's just kind of sustaining that. That makes sense. And like also, too, if you look at the divisions, the Bills have an easy division. They have an easy schedule the rest of the year. The Titans have an easy division. This is their last game against the, against the Colts. They already beat the Colts earlier this year. They still have two games against Houston left. They have another game against Jacksonville. And so, like, and then if you look at the north of Bloodbath, the west is tough. So, like, those two teams are going to have probably the one and two seeds in the AFC, and they're going to probably clinch their divisions too, or they can rest guys and that sort of thing. So, it kind of lends itself to it being that, but there's still a long way to go. Um, the last time these two teams played, even though the Colts do have a really good run defense, Derrick Henry still ran for 100 plus yards. I'm having a difficult time trying to find exactly what he did. Oh, 28 carries for 113 yards last game. Uh, these two teams played. Tannehill at five carries for 56 yards. He had a couple of good court, uh, zone reads too. And even though the Titans had three turnovers, they still won 25-16. And Carson Wentz was awful. Um, even against the Titans' pass defense, that was bad three weeks ago. He was 19 for 37 for 194 yards and took two sacks. And he was like, last week against the Niners, most of the reason why they scored points is because they forced four turnovers and they drew three pass interference penalties. And like they weren't like close either, too. They were like, Carson Wentz underthrew it and the back just made a terrible play, you know? So let me ask you this, Matt. And it's because even last week with the Patrick Mahomes, do you think Tennessee's defense has somehow gotten better? Yeah, it's gotten better. Well, when it comes to disguising just their secondary, because didn't they, like, they picked up a guy that was just off the street like a, like a week ago or something along those lines and made him as a starter against the Chiefs. Can't remember the name. I'm bad at names. But either way, when it comes to the team, it's just weird because you would think that you could take advantage of their secondary where for Carson Wentz, you you would think that he could do something. But, I mean, he was barely over 50% with his completion last time. He, I just don't know if I'm gonna, supposed to be expecting something better or even with the turnovers that Tennessee happened last time, I don't expect them to have it again. I just, I kind of think this is another bulldozing game that we have here. I just don't see how the Colts are going to stay afloat. I even think T.Y. Hilton's out now. Yeah, Hilton, no, Hilton sold his soul to have 100 yards against the Texans, just like J.J. Watt did as well, too. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. And, like, Wentz wasn't good last week, and Wentz hasn't been good. And the thing about Wentz, too, is that he's bad against uh, the pass rush. And what the what happened with the Titans, though, like the reason why their defense has taken off, one, Harold Landry's now turned to Von Miller. He has eight and a half sacks right now. And two, Bud Dupree's healthy, so they're able to move Danico Autry from defensive end back to the interior as more natural position. So Simmons, Autry, Dupree, and Landry combined have 13 and a half sacks and 33 quarterback hits. And that doesn't even include Danny, who has two and a half sacks and seven quarterback hits, who's just an undrafted free agent, who helped fill in at the edge defensive end spot. Um, while Dupree was out too. So like it's their pass rush that's really kind of carrying their their defense at the moment. And also last week, Rashawn Evans had a good game, and David Long had a great game in coverage that really made a big difference too in that uh, in that game against the Chiefs last week. I just, man, I'm really hoping for something here. I'm, 
the problem is that I went into the season thinking that the Colts were going to be a good team. Where now I feel like that they're the ones in limbo because I don't know where they can go. I'm not even sure if a quarterback is going to make them as great as they should be. Because I, I don't even know who you're going to get at this point that's going to make you take a next step. I think Indianapolis is a little screwed for their future. Yeah, they're kind of like the Niners in a way. They didn't do enough to address the quarterback position. Like the Niners traded up, but I mean, I was wrong about Lance. I thought Lance would be good this year. But he's just he's so bad at the running. He's See, awful. He's go, the worst. He's the worst running back I've ever watched. I know we talked about this before, but yes, Jesus Christ, it's he's the worst running back I've ever watched. Um, but yeah, they're kind of stuck, you know. He's not supposed to be a running back. He's supposed to be a quarterback. But that's why he drafted him early, though, so he can run an easy offense with them. And then you and then you pull him though. along sooner. Yeah, to start the year off, but like you pull him along later. And then you add more to the game. So by the time he understands how to run an NFL passing offense, you can get rid of the pass, the run stuff. And that's what they did with Lamar Jackson, Baltimore. That's what they did with Watson, hey, Houston. Was no? Did Trey Lance sit out his last year in college for COVID year? Yeah, because they didn't have a season at all. I think okay. So interesting. All right, I'm just saying. North, North Dakota's season didn't start until like March of last year. Interesting, because that now kind of makes you think. Is that a part of it as well? Maybe. I mean, a lot of the guys who sell last year have been bad this year. You look at like Dante Hightower, you look at Marcus Cannon. Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, Chase is the one one exception. Outlier, and he's going to win rookie of the year. (laughs) Uh, So I think I found the cornerback you're talking about. Is it Greg Maven? He started every snap last week, his first start. One target. He targeted three times, one completion, allowed six yards. Um, That was a screen pass that he only allowed a catch on. Like, that's what I mean. Somehow it's weird because you would think that Mahomes would be a good enough quarterback to say there's that weak spot. So I don't know if Tennessee is maybe disguising it where their defense is better. Something is just different about this team, which is what I'm liking. It The total domination against Kansas City, even though I would say that I like Kansas City a little bit more with their offense, the Tennessee Titans are just such a surprise because that was, dude, that was stepping on their throat. That yeah. was, and it, that was, you are the little sister. And it's been and, fun too because all these teams have gotten it in against the Chiefs finally. Yes, exactly. They're like years, years of being rejected. It's finally their turn, you know. Exactly. And that's what's nice to be able to see about the Tennessee Titans, which is why, in all honesty, if I have a Tennessee versus Buffalo AFC championship, I love it. I won. That's I my perfect super. That's my dream right there. Oh my god, you're like just drooling at the mouth when I just said that. That you was that was the that was the best game of the season so far. Was that uh, Bills Titans game? And the other thing too is the Bills fans hate the Titans because the Music City Miracle, because the Ford Pass. All right. If it's Tampa versus Dallas in the NFC Championship and Tennessee versus Buffalo in the AFC Championship, we got to go to one of the games. I don't, I don't, I haven't, maybe if it was like five years later. No, man, you could bring the baby. I'm a kid. If, Boys trip. If we're driving to Nashville, maybe. All right, cool. But we got to pull over every three hours so he can eat. Deal, I got to do that anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm going to go, also, Jonathan Taylor's second in the NFL in rushing at 579. He was incredible last week. Yes. He like, has absolutely been. incredible. Just his burst, like he breaks the tackle in the hole, and then everybody else is like coming to collapse on him, and he just turns it on, outruns guys. He goes from like a stop to a start faster than guys who are running already. 
No, it's it's weird how this year, more than anything, I'm noticing the running backs I didn't pay attention to, which is like Jonathan Taylor, Montgomery, uh, even Sanders a little bit. Daryl Henderson? It, it just feel like these guys are just, they're different. It's weird how different they are. And Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys where it's like, guys are pounding, but then all of a sudden there's a burst, even mm-hmm. when there's guys around him. And it's cool to see because each one of them just have their different style. Jonathan Taylor has been the one bright spot, though, for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and I didn't pick him fantasy because I thought their offense was broken and offensive line injuries. But some guys are just so good, they're able to transcend that, and Taylor's one of those guys, you know. Um, So this is fun because it's probably the two best running backs in football right now. It's a division game. If the Titans win this game, they pretty much win the division if they win this one. And the Colts are going to be 3-5, and and then you're kind of at a spot where you know, maybe they don't get a chance to even sneak in the postseason all whatsoever with what's going on in the AFC North right now. Um, so I'm going Titans 30, Colts 20. Yeah, uh, so when it comes to this game, I I have to believe in Carson Wentz, and I don't. I can't do it anymore. I tried to. I thought this would be your only chance to be able to do something. It's not. I got the Tennessee Titans. I got them at 35, and I have the Colts at 23. Beautiful. I'm ex- I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be. A I high may high. not watch the Texans game. <laughs> Whoa! You better stop that. We're on a real serious podcast right now. Four million listeners just got mad. They just threw their phones down. Well, I'm gonna, all right. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put the Texans game on the TV. I'm put the Colts game on the computer. And I'm mainly gonna watch the Colts game. You're gonna put the sound on the Colts. <laughs> yeah, and mute the TV. Be like, oh, they're down twenty-seven zero. Yeah, a little box in the corner of the TV while there's Baby Shark on. Gosh. Well, no, that baby don't watch no TV. We're keeping him away from that. No, you need to get him started. No, Just no, no. National Geographic, dude. That's all you're about. So then he'll always know that nature is his friend. Boom! That's fine when he's... I told her whenever he's older, we're not doing his cartoons. We'll just watch shows about lions and stuff. Well, I was going to say, yeah, don't do not do that. Do like some Planet Earth. Yeah, stuff. well, that's what yeah. we'll do. So the next thing we have here, the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road heading to Cleveland. The last time these two teams played, the Steelers were cowards and punned the ball in fourth and four and uh-huh. never had a chance to come back to win that playoff game. Uh, this time, though, the Cleveland Browns don't have Baker Mayfield. It's, Cl- it's Case Keenum. The Keenster. Keenum. Uh, Keenum's going to start. Last week, he just ran like play-action passes and screens. Worst game of all time. He completed passes to 10 different wide receivers last week. And DeErnest Johnson is somehow like the 15th best running back in the NFL. By the way, did you hear a story? Yeah, it's cool. It's actually pretty damn amazing the fact that he would send his own tape and like an email to all, what was it, the AAL whatever? Yeah, the one that the San Antonio Defenders got canceled out of. Yeah, and that was great whenever you actually saw the messages that he sent because it just seems like a genuine dude who is looking for a job. And by the way, it's just funny how Cleveland is able to just find a type of running back. And granted, it's what their team is designed to do. It's just you would think Johnson's going to get a job somewhere now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he had 22 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown. And the Broncos don't have a very good run defense. They're missing Alexander Johnson. Well, wait, Matt, 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 Matt. How do you feel about your Denver Broncos? I, feel- their defense has let me down. Teddy was- hasn't let me down. Their defense has let me down. I know. Actually, all the fans are saying, because the thing is, before we go on, I'm sorry to interrupt. 
but it was, I'm hearing Denver fans are upset because once again, they're blaming Teddy and it's not Teddy this it's year. It's not Teddy this year. He's been good down the field. The only problem I have with Teddy, and it's the same problem he had in New Orleans, the same problem we had in Carolina, if it's third and seven, he's throwing that ball for six yards. Every time. It's right. They're up. always one yard short of yep. the first down marker. Why don't they start tricking him? Why don't they start saying, start going, Hey Teddy, it's hey Teddy, it's third and seven, but it's really third and five. Just run the play. Just tell the receiver to run another yard. Yeah, exactly. Just do that. Who don't, cares? And don't so, allow his receivers to go up for a route either. Just make him force him to throw it past the first down marker. Just do it. Uh, but yeah, it's frustrating. And like the right side of their offensive line is bad. Their run game hasn't been as good later as they have been before. But yeah, it's been. I feel bad for Teddy because like like the whole point of Teddy is that he's average, and you put him on a really good team, and he's at least average, and you win ten games because he manages the game and he makes tough throws. And like he's been excellent throwing the ball down the sideline this year, um, which has been a little bit different than previous years. But the the pass the pass rush doesn't work. John the Cooper was good last week though. Uh, Bob Miller's entire their pass rush though. They're missing Alexander Johnson. Their run defense was bad too, and their cornerbacks haven't been as good as expected either. So it's not really Teddy, but like it is kind of Teddy because they needed him to be, I don't know, um, Aaron Rodgers or I don't know, like a top ten quarterback, and he's not. He's the sixteenth best quarterback. It's exactly the same thing, kind of, or not exactly the same thing, but a little bit similar to Heineke in Washington. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the exact same thing. Can't expect these guys to be top ten quarterbacks. That's actually unfair for the team to do because nobody asked them to do. Like nobody expected better yeah. to be those guys. So the fact that none of the teams are able to step up for these guys is what's been disappointing for both. Yeah, that's a great comparison. And they're also playing this week too. Denver, Washington are. Look at that, man! How did I do this? Uh, I but Washington's built on their pass rush, whereas. Denver's built around their secondary, and both of them have been you know, very disappointing this year. Man, that's a hell of a game right there. So the the thing about this game is that the Steelers are a short pass offense. The Browns have a they're they have a twenty third ranked pass defense. They're third against the run though, um, but they're also fourteenth against short passes. And like Jeremiah Wasu Kamora, however you say it, he's on IR. But Anthony Walker's been very good. In, in pass coverage this year to help out with that. And the reason why they're so bad is like their average is a short pass is just because they don't tackle very well. And that's kind of what scares me for the Browns this game is that they have a second year that tackles poorly going up against, you know, Chase Claypool, who's a monster, Deontay Johnson, who's like what Brandon Cooks used to be as far as being like a broker receiver goes. And they're just kind of annoying to play against the Steelers, you know. I would hate to play against them. All right. So it's this easy for me this game, and this is kind of why I picked it. If Steelers lose this game, then they're not going to make playoffs. Yeah, they'd be three it's, and four. The Browns be five and three. The Bengals get the Jets this week, so you assume the Bengals be six and two, and it's it, the Ravens bye week. Yeah, I think this game is so huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers that it should be saying a lot because this offense should be able to take advantage to your point because Cleveland's defense has been so so. It's kind it's of more another... talent than it is performance. Exactly. It just reminds me of like one of the Dallas Cowboys team where everybody yeah. just looked at it on paper. It's one of the best things I've seen, but does it really work together? It's, I don't know what it is with the Cleveland defense, but they're giving up way too many points at this. And with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I feel like Ben Roethlisberger should be able to put up points where Case Keenum can't match. 
And if he can't, and Cleveland's defense is somehow able to take over, then Pittsburgh's done for the year. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Well, and also the good news for Cleveland, though, is that both their offensive tackles are healthy. And their loss against the Cardinals, not only did Baker get hurt, but they were also missing both Jedrick Willis and Jack Conklin. And Mayfield kind of got hurt because he's like just shaking around in the pocket, not knowing what to do. Um, But uh, so at least they have their offensive tackles back. And I think Nick Chubb is going to be healthy this week as well, too. And so now instead of Chubb and Hunt, you have Chubb and Johnson, which maybe could be just as good. Well, I think it would. Uh, here's the thing now with Cleveland's. I I know it's Tuesday and everything, but shouldn't you be trading something for a running back? Man, you got three. You got three studs. What are you going to be doing? Well, Hunt's I, I, out. Hunt's on IR though. I know, which is why I trade Johnson, especially if I'm. Well, getting no, you Chubb. need Johnson though. You have to I, have both because they have to run the ball forty times a game. Chubb can't I, have forty carries. All I know is with Cleveland. I don't think I'm going anywhere because Baker's not the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have to be at home. Both those guys have to be healthy, and you just have to completely run the ball. But he just hasn't won close games at all, you know? Yeah, it's got to be like the perfect layout. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And that's the problem with Cleveland. You and I just keep describing like the perfect situation. It's the same thing as Teddy and uh, and Heineke, except Mayfield's the first overall pick. Yeah exactly where when it comes to Baker, you're expecting more from him versus these other guys because Baker is the one that I see on my TV every effing weekend. I want Teddy on this Browns team. Yeah, You know what? But that's what I mean. It would be interesting to be able to watch that. I still Teddy think could throw to Odell. I think it's the exact same thing. I don't think Odell works. I think in maybe that's going to be able to help a little bit. And I've always said that too. I just didn't think Odell works because that's all Baker thinks in the back of his head is I have to have him get his touches. If he doesn't touch the ball, he's going to yell at me. Oh, but whereas Keenum doesn't care and he throws to 10 different receivers. Dude, Keenum doesn't give a damn about him. He's like, come yell at me, dude. I'm too old for this crap. What do you want? You know Keenum has the NCAA record for touchdown passes? You know Keenum has a miracle pass that he can just replay to everybody yep. and say, I did this? Mm-hmm. He had, I mean, he had that one year. Where he, he led the NFL in DVOA that year. Okay. And then he went to Denver and you know, fell apart. Um, yeah, well, big contract. Big contract. Big contract. Like $20 million a year or whatever. Oh, baby, that's all he needs. So you ready for Clowny Watch? Three and a yeah. half sacks, six tackles for a loss, 11 quarterback hits. He had a half sack last week, and it pissed me off. Because he got there first, and they gave Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett the other half. He should have got the whole sack on that one last week. All right. All right, Matt. It was a half sack. It's all about bringing them down together. He got there first. If you bring them down together, though, then it doesn't count. He was already going down, and Garrett it, got his hand on it, uh, and they're just trying to get him the defense player of the year award, so they uh, gave him half of it. It's all about going down together. If you're going down together, and you're both the ones that are bringing them down, then it's different. Um, I'm upset that Malik Jackson hasn't been as much of an impact this year, and they signed him over Larry Ogunjobi, and Ogunjobi's been very good for Cincinnati. Um, also, I want to say I love Najee Harris. All right, I was I was a little bit wrong. I I would say that it's really impressive with the Pittsburgh Steelers on how they're able to just make some type of running back now. They're the just always special. able to draft running backs, yes. and wide receivers. It's, I agree. And I think, I don't, here's the thing, Matt. Do you think that 
all anybody wants on the Pittsburgh Steelers with the family, with the moving family, and with even Mike Tomlin, and nobody just wants to say it, that they just want big men to go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, kind of like how like you have like a grandma who's like really old and really close yes, to dying, you and you're her. you love her, but you're not gonna say, "Look, her. just die already." But you kind of just want her to die. That's the Steelers and and Ben Roethlisberger. You just you you think she's great. She's there for you always. You remember those great times with her, man. You used to do it all. But now she's pissed in the bed and she doesn't remember your name. And you're like, it's "Why fun. are you here anymore?" Yes, I just. I think that's what's more with the Pittsburgh Steelers for me that I can just constantly see from them. I'm I'm just loving it because the Mike Tomlin interview the other day with him freaking out was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's anno- I'd be annoyed if I was him. Um, Matt, and, and people have said this too, who, he's, who would ever give up a Dallas Cowboy, Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, New England Patriot job. Nobody. Nobody. Why would you? Like, I understand no- asking Urban Meyer that he just came back from college and they've won one game, but not asking Mike Tomlin at all. Well, I, if that was just the dumbest thing on planet Earth. And it's also Mike Tomlin's going to be able to die on the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're never going to get rid of him. Because also, why would you? I think the problem is what we said. Grandma. Yeah, exactly. And you know who Grandma turns into? Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> no, I want Jameis to go there next year. They'll let Jameis throw the ball downfield. Well, they would. Oh, my God. There'd be so many turnovers. He's How- kind of like Roethlisberger, too. They play kind of similarly. Whenever Jameis is able to be Jameis, he's kind of similar to Roethlisberger. They're going to need a big body, and they love big bodies. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the problem is I don't think New New Orleans haven't seen given Jameis a fair shot. I know we talked about this. It's but it's they're weird. still win, they're still winning games. Exactly. So I don't I don't know what they're gonna do. They're, play, they're playing Tampa this week too. It's the Jameis revenge game in New oh. Orleans. By the way, they're not gonna let him go. They should, but they're not. Yeah. Um. So for this, this is the hardest game to pick this week for me. I'm gonna go Cleveland twenty six twenty to sixteen. But I hate it, and I'm just going with this pick because I just don't think the Steelers are very good. And the and the Browns have their offensive line back, and their offensive line is good enough that they can win a game on their own. Hold on. Is T.J. Watt healthy? Yeah, I think he's playing this week. All right. By the way, T.J. Watt playing? They won. What's the line? It is three points for Cleveland. All right, so it's easy peasy. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers, 28. I got the Cleveland Browns, 20. 28-20 Steelers, huh? Dude, come on. We're just talking about Najee Harris. I, I like I agree with you. They have the offensive weapons even with the receivers. And Big Ben's going to be able to put up points. Are you truly expecting Cleveland to put up points here? Uh, I think they're going to score 16 points or 20 points, you know? You think they're going to score 20? You think Pittsburgh's only going to score 16 points? Well, I'm also, I'm also expecting like a, a Ben Roethlisberger, you know. Are you... Meltdown, Grandma. Grandma didn't take the right pills. Yeah, I got really scared. I thought the computer just broke. <laughs> oh I was trying to, I was trying to send you a picture of TJ Watt, and it almost broke my computer. Stop looking at TJ Watt porn, pervert. Dude, look how sexy he is in this picture. What are you doing? Don't, are you sending it? Yeah, dude, look at his arms, bro. I already know how huge he is. You don't gotta send this to me. Come on, 
Uh, I told you last week how much I love him and how great he is and how if it wasn't for him being unhealthy, then he could easily. Oh, my God. Look at that. Look man. at those arms. Look at those veins. Huge. How does this family do it? What do they drink? And then there's Derek. <laughs> there's Derek. What an ass. Um, yeah, I, I hate this pick. I don't know. Yeah, I, also, I don't think Keenum's that I'm much different. I just don't think Keenum's that much different than Baker, though. You That's great, I mean? man. Picks are locked. You can't change it. I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. It's locked. You I, can't change it. I, I, just, I don't think Keenum's that much no, different than Baker. I'm sticking with it. I'm going 2016 Cleveland. All right, Good. next game here, Sunday night. The Dallas Cowboys are heading to Minnesota. You know that by DVOA, the Vikings are third-ranked pass defense? I believe it. They Mike Zimmer's up. insane. He's a warlock. You, but hold on, hold on. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. I'm going to give you this because I hate you. But didn't you say wasn't Minnesota 0-3? Yeah. Didn't you say this was your favorite 0-3 team? Yeah. Since you said that, they have now won three games straight. And so They're 1-3 they're they're one, one three in one-score games this year, and they've blown out exactly. two teams in their other ones. They're good. The Vikings are good. They just had some bad one-possession luck. And I kind of talked about before, too, that you know, if you give Zimmer a young secondary, he needs a year. And if he gets a year, he'll be able to manufacture into a top pass defense because that's just what the Vikings do every year. Well, no, and I just think that the Vikings, for me, it's funny because I haven't been paying a lot of attention to them, but they have everything on offense. So their defense is now kind of similar to Dallas where it's taken a step forward to now it's being that dominant to where Kirk Cousins isn't having to force any type of play. It's pretty much just take your time. You have everything you could possibly need. Just relax. The defense has your back. I think Dallas, in a way, has a better offense, which is why I'm expecting them to win this game because, you know, I'm not a fan or anything. But I just think that with the better offense, that Dallas should just be dominating constantly. Minnesota's a little bit different because they could control the ball to make it so Dallas doesn't have any yeah, type of sense. And it makes me interested in this game and why I'm actually excited because Kirk Cousins, I don't think he minds playing against Dallas. Even though I think he has a losing record, I don't think it, Dallas really phases him or being in Dallas or anything like that. I, you know, I hate saying this too, but like I like Kirk this year. He's underrated now. It's, Nobody talks about him anymore. He's playing at a top 10 level. He's great without any pass rush at all. Um, he's been carrying you know, this offense to a certain extent. Right now, he's thrown 13 touchdowns to two interceptions. He's averaging 7.4 yards an attempt. He's been better overall when it comes to make because he, recei- he has the receivers now because now you have Thielen when it comes to just doing well, the old cut and, around. And he all, K.J. Osborne's a good third wide receiver, and Jack Conklin actually adds him to the passing game unlike – you know, Rudolph had been doing nothing in the past game except for catch some touchdowns in the red zone the, the previous two years also. And Dalvin Cook has not, I don't think he's been healthy overall, but he's been so-so when it comes to the health. So mm-hmm. as and, Ma- been- and Madison and him aren't that Madison's far apart. great backup. Yeah. And they can go, they can put both of them on the same field. I also, I love their fullback. I love Ham. Every time I see them make a block, I just go, Ham, Ham. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I can't believe their their pass defense is as good as it is. And also, Everson Griffin has four sacks this year. Him and Danil Hunter combined have 10 sacks and 17 quarterback hits. Um, Hunter, of course, was hurt last year, but he's come back and been playing like a comeback player of the year sort of level. 
and those two guys have been good. But the Cowboys do have Leo Collins back this week. Uh, Tyron Smith may not play at left tackle, but their offensive line's been back to playing at the level that we're accustomed to for them. And like the biggest mismatch in this game, though, is just Dallas's run offense against Minnesota's run defense because their run defense has struggled a lot this year. Well, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, after having the bye week, I feel like this is this is a dangerous game for me. Yeah, I I just I'm a little bit concerned. I I can't lie. This is after a bye week where you think that maybe the time off would not have done them too well, and that's always what I fear about this team. But with the Cowboys, they should be able to take advantage with Zeke being able to run the ball. Then, of course, you have Pollard. I just expect with Dak, even though he had the scare because everyone believes that the calf or shoulder, whatever, something's not right, but yet they sent him to Arkansas and he's fully healthy. And they just have the magic touch everywhere in Dallas. When it comes to Dak, the receivers, Gallup, I think, is even going to play this week. He was activated on Wednesday. I just expect this offense to be so dominant. We've talked about this. It's so hard for me to be able to pick, even without the Ironman on Tyrod Smith on the left tackle. I just think with Lionel Collins, I have what I need to be able to make plays. Yeah. I have what I need to be able to protect. I have what I need to be able to run. I got it. The defense is the other story. And that's what the only thing I'm worried about is that if you're not allowing my offense to get the touches where the defense it's going to be interesting for me and being able to have two dominant running backs in Cook and Madison, and then you have such great wide receivers in Jefferson and Thielen. Kirk, and I, I also still don't think the Cowboys' defense is that good. Whoa! Like, it, they force turnovers, but I'm still not buying the Cowboys' defense. Here's the thing. I'm not saying I buy it like their greatest top 10 whatsoever, but I'm buying it in the sense of, man, it's... 15. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. More like tw- I still think they're more like 20th. No, see, now you're being an they're ass. Just, they've been able to force a bunch of turnovers that, that, that they've that have carried them so far. But I also think that the defense is a bend and not break in a way where they've at least able to stop teams to punt the ball. They're not Kansas City bad. Is no, my of course not. No last Kansas City bad. Kansas City bad. That's what I'm comparing this to. Where if my offense is dominant is because my offense is top three, you can go to hell if you think otherwise. Come at me, bro. But when it comes to the defense, as long as you're in that top fifteen, if you're that number fifteen, man, this is great stuff. I I wish Dallas is more like a three point favorite. I feel better about the pick I'm about to make. Um, but yeah, I agree. They have a top three offense. I think their defense is more like twentieth, but they force turnovers. You no. Know? I, know, I just haven't seen enough from him. I have the best defensive coach on planet Earth. Yeah. Have you heard of him? Have you heard of him, Matt? Because he's the greatest on it. He, needs, he deserves coach of the year. Give him coach of the year. He really did lose his mind after that Super Bowl. I remember Peter King had some like interview with him, and he had like a clock that just said now on it. Man, he's like, we, because we're just, we don't live only in the present. We don't think about the past anymore. We only think about right now. We don't think about what happened last year at all whatsoever. Except then his quarterback admitted that he watches that Super Bowl every day during that summer. That was like some psychopath yeah. that you watch. And that the- Ryan's been pretty good this year, too. Yeah, because it took him like five years to get over it. Um, so the Cowboys have forced 14 turnovers this year, which is second in the NFL. Yeah, that's the best thing on playing. They're in the NFL with interceptions with 11. I'm um, just going to let you know, Diggs, I don't want to jinx you. 
So I'm just going to say you're not going to get one this week. I hate you. You're not going to get one at all, God, if he does. You got him. Either way, I think he's the best thing on planet Earth. Without T.J. Watt, I think Diggs is so the best defensive player on planet Earth. And it's so cool that his brother is just the best receiver on like his brother's top five, top seven wide receiver. And the fact that you are now a cornerback that is considered top five, top seven, I love it. Yeah, it's I'm, great. I like his son too. His son's very cute. Yeah, it's adorable. It's always a family time. And once you make as many interceptions as you have, Jerry's going to start taking care of you. Has, uh, has Jalen Smith played in Green Bay yet? I didn't see him last week. Yeah. Actually, at all. I'm well. Tonight he could. Tonight he could, though. Let's, this could be the week. Let's do it. Um, oh. Yeah. The other thing that was interesting was the Chiefs were 0 for six on third downs to start that game last week. I just remember that. I wanted to bring that up today, but I guess yeah. the Titans last week 0 for six on on third downs to start that game. I know I like the Vikings. I'm bummed out. They're one three one score games. If they were two and two one score games, things would be a little bit different. I know it makes me sad. I will, I wish that I wish that they could have been like giving the Packers a run at it because it's weird right now in the in the conference standings. Like every division, the NFC is pretty much locked down except for the West, where you have Arizona and Los Angeles, where the Cardinals have one game lead. You know, New Orleans is two behind Tampa, but you kind of seems like you know who the playoff teams are going to be in the West. In the AFC, it's like the North and the West are different, but the East and the I mean, but the East and the South are kind of locked down, especially the Titans win this week, too. You sound like Shanghai Noon right now. The sun rises in the East, but mm. sets in the West. Yes, yeah, I know how it works. That's how the world works. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I'm going to go Minnesota 31, Dallas 30. What the hell did you just say? I'm going Vikings 31, Cowboys 30. You know that Viking horn during the Vikings games? I'm not going to hate on that whatsoever. I love that. Of course I love that. The Viking horn just, just as much as I love the virtual Panther in Carolina. Yeah, that thing's scary. But that thing's awesome. All right. I got the Dallas Cowboys, of course. But I got them, like what I said, you better do it. 35, and I have the Minnesota Vikings, 28. It's a good one. Are you excited to watch Chris Collinsworth on Sunday night? Matt, I would do anything because nobody watches ESPN 2, and maybe people do when it comes to the Peyton Manning brothers. Uh, Eli Manning, I should know him. I just called him Peyton Manning brothers. I'm sorry. But when it comes to Marshawn Lynch being on the show and then saying the F-bomb, it's like, dude, just – Somehow they need to be somewhere for this Sunday night because I need to watch them on Sunday night. If they were on Sunday night, it's probably the most watched game of the week. And if Dallas Cowboys are playing, oh my God, it's the most watched game of all time. Yeah. But they need to somehow be on Sunday night. I think that would be much better because I would take the delay if they were on Sunday night because I would take the delay over listening to Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. I didn't realize, I always thought like he's not that bad. And then yeah, I heard him bad. two weeks ago. Yeah. He looks. He sounds senile, dude. Yeah, I guess maybe. I just also hate like the pro football focus stuff too. It makes me so mad. It's just bothering whenever it's like we talk. 
the simplest things are the greatest thing to him. And when as something spectacular is truly happening, he's like, it doesn't, oh. and it also doesn't mean anything. It's like something's panicking in his mind because you can't comprehend the special play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that's good. So my upset pick of the week, I'm going Panthers plus two and a half. The Falcons are three and three now, but they beat the Jets and the Dolphins. I'm gonna go Carolina plus two and a half against a team that struggles to rush the passer. USOB, that was my pick. You can do that too. All right, then I'm doing it. Cause yeah, by the way, I'll even show you. Look at this. Look at this. This is written down. This is written down. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, my lock of the week. I'm going Buffalo, thirteen half point favorites, because of one thing that the the Bills love doing is being the actual crap out of the Dolphins. They beat them by 35 points in week two this year. Last year, they beat them by three in Josh Allen's kind of breakout game. But then also in week 17, they beat the Dolphins 56 to 26. Um, they love being up the, on the Dolphins. So I'm going my lock. Bills, 13 and a half point favorites. All right. So my lock. I don't even know what the point spread is, but I don't care. I'm taking them still. It's Bengals. I think it's nine and a half. Yeah, it's Bengals over Jets. I think it's nine and a half. It's uh, the Mike White game. Yeah, uh, either way, I'm I'm taking the Bengals. Dude, Bengals, another impressive team. God, I loved it. They are just so much fun to watch right now. I yeah. wonder who could predicted this uh, yeah i wonder who did both of us did oh what do you mean both of us did i was the one being on what are you talking time. about i picked the Bengals to win last week too oh we both did God. you oh. don't remember anything you don't you're remember. senile you're chris collinsworth this is insane yeah i picked the Bengals to win last week well not last i'm talking about the beginning of the year i picked him to win more games than you did this year I don't believe that. Yeah. I'm going back to the tank. I picked six. You picked five. No way. I think yeah. I we both that. said the same thing. We want them to be good, but we didn't think they were going to be good. I'm going to go back to the tank. It's all right. All I know is. It's okay, I mean, Chris. All I, don't you dare. It's all right, Chris. Don't you dare, you SOB. All I know is they lied to us about Jamar Chase. Yeah, Pro Football Focus lied to us about Jamar Chase. They, no, no, no. Everyone lied. The media lied to us. Or Jamar Chase lied. Somebody played a trick on somebody. Somebody lied. That's all I'm going to say. Somebody lied to somebody. Yeah. It, I've, I've learned a valuable lesson on that one. So to recap, I uh, the Texans are 14.5 point underdogs at home. I have Los Angeles 41-6. You have Los Angeles 38-10. The Colts are one point underdogs at home. I have the Titans 30-20. You have the Titans 35-23. The Browns are three-point favorites at home. I have Cleveland 2016. You have Pittsburgh 28-20. The Vikings are one-half point underdogs at home. I have Minnesota 31-30. You have Dallas 35-28. Our upset picks of the week, Carolina plus 2.5. Our locks of the week, Buffalo 13.5. Cincinnati 9.5. That's your week 8 NFL preview. Oh yeah, baby. We're We're halfway done after next week. Not halfway done. We still do playoffs. No, I'm saying like with the regular season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. with the regular season. Even though, dude, man, football is so much. This is why I missed it. Why is football so great? Football's great. I love football. Why is it great? Because even with 
this is where with Houston fans, you should like what I've said. Just you don't have to watch the game. Just kind of maybe turn it on in the background whenever you have people over, maybe on like the small screen. But just so you you want to lose because the better chance that you lose, the better chance you got at that draft. And that's what you want because Detroit's going to win a game. Campbell would be so pissed if he doesn't win a They're game. They're going to win probably two games. Yeah, yeah. Campbell the, and all. The Texans are maybe win one more game. They play the Jets in three weeks. You know what would be great is that if Campbell sat Goff and then they played a backup quarterback and won. I think David Blue's their backup. Who the hell is David Blue and why is that the it's, greatest it's, name? But it's not Blue. It's B-L-O-U-G-H. That's blue. Wait, that's blow. Maybe it's blow. I always thought it was blue. That's weird. Yeah, let me, I'm going to check real fast. And then is, that, we're gonna... is that like from Jungle Book? Blue? Yeah. It could be. I like that guy. That guy's my pal. That's it. Him and Mowgli. Greatest thing. I love how crazy the ring of things are. Yeah, David Blue, their backup quarterback. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be great when Blue wins for Detroit because then he's going to become like I a... I feel disgusting that I know that. Yeah, you should. I, sh- I, am, I am disgusting. The Detroit Lions are 0-6, Matt. 0-7. Matt, how do you know the Detroit Lions back and quarterback? Oh, you know what that means? Oh, my God, for Christmas, you're getting a Jared Goff jersey for you and your son. From Taylor, Happy Santa. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to wear it. I'll enjoy it. Uh, you're sending me a picture the moment you and your boy are wearing them together. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna love it. Yeah, I know you are because I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna love it. Um, but yeah, that's our show for this week. Have fun watching football. Like the biggest thing I always say, even though the Texans are bad, football is good. But the hard thing about it too is like they're not even trying to tank because they're so bad that they're just gonna lose anyways. You know. May, it will, and the one thing the Texans have always been good at is getting the number one overall pick. They've gotten it three times. Yeah, I will. Yeah, but the thing is, too, at the same time, they traded Ingram. They're trying to lose here, so I'm appreciating that. I'm appreciating the effort, and they're building up draft picks here, which is why I think Deshaun's going to be traded, which is also something to look forward to this but weekend. After, after but they, after they blew draft picks and dumb trades. Like people act like the drafts of Ledger they have to balance. You can have more draft picks than seven. It's okay. You can do that. It's got a stockpile, man. You just got to They stockpile. have been stockpiling, though. Well, just stockpile it up. They should now. They should have stockpiled last year. Will you stop trying to hate? They're doing it now. They should have done it seven months ago. Oh, that's great. Who was their coach seven months ago? David Coley. Stop yelling it's at It's November, me. Taylor. It's not August anymore. It's November. Stop. All right. April was seven months ago. All right. All they should I... trade Larry Tunsil in April. Yeah, you should probably. They should trade Zach Cunningham in April. Probably. They should trade Brandon Cooks in April. No, you could do Cooks now. You could do Cooks now. Cooks would still have the value now. If they trade Cooks, they should forfeit the rest of the season. They already are. No, but I'm saying like they should not even play another game this year. Oh, no. Don't say that. They should. He's the entirety of their offense. Matt, who's the entirety offense of the Detroit Lions? Oh, DeAndre Swift. And Jamal Williams. No, Jamal Williams doesn't get enough uh, catches. He loves playing football, though. I love Jamal Williams. Yeah, it's because he gets like he still gets 11 carries and gets 70 yards, but yeah. he can't get more. It's like, 
the guy is averaging an insane and they, amount. And they have Khalif Raymond, they have Cephas, you know, they have Hawkinson. Promise it's all in golf. Gaff. Gaff. All right. Dude, he's terrible. Well, that's our show for tonight. Until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Battle Road Radio, and thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. It's going to be a Jared Goff Christmas for you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.